and welcome back to your Pretty For Our podcast. I'm Salma. I'm Aman. And I'm Sabo. And this week we're going to be talking about incels. So, do either of you know the definition or the acronym incel and what it means? I think you can start us off. <laughs> oh, you really don't know? I know, but I want to... I don't know what that acronym I want you to, sounds. yeah, oh, I want you to go into it. Okay, so incel is... Well, they've named themselves, these predominantly men, mm-hmm. involuntary celibate. So oh, they okay. haven't chosen to be celibate, but they believe the world has made them involuntarily. Involuntarily. Involuntarily <laughs> choose to be celibate. Um, and funnily enough, this isn't, I mean, it's now a common phrase. I, I've, I've been hearing a bit more recently. Mm-hmm. But it's been around apparently since the 1990s, so the late 90s, mm. because it was born with the internet kind of right. becoming more popular. Um, and this community and this space online was birthed for these men to speak about how they feel society has made them this way. Mm-hmm. Um, again, just to reiterate, and as a disclaimer, we are obviously women. So we are not able to explain the experience from that perspective. But I wanted to get our thoughts across um, and ask you ladies some questions. And potentially another episode, we can probably have some men on here and they can give us an idea of what they think that world looks like. Um, But with incels, the main thing that's happened is that it used to be a community and a safe space for people online, men online to discuss how they feel that the world's, you know, mistreated them and how they feel socially awkward and they can't communicate, for example, with women or like they feel like they've been shut out by the world and they found this space online. But recently, um, they've been associated with violence. Mm -hmm. And that was apparently with this documentary I was watching was because of the shift, um, because of a gentleman, young boy in LA called Elliot Rogers. I'm not sure if you remember. In 2014, Mm -hmm. there was an LA kind of mass murder spree where he kind of ran around LA and just killed six women Mm -hmm. um, with no agenda besides just finding a random woman and killing her. Um, And he recorded a vlog right before he did said act um, and wrote, I think it was like a 60-page manifesto or biography of his life and how he felt the world has mistreated him. And I've read it, actually. As soon as it happened in 2014, I was like, I want to know what what this guy said. 60-page document. I read it. I was so intrigued. I was like, I want to understand how how he step by step thought about I'm going to write this mm. I'm going to record this video and then I'm going to go and kill people which I found very weird mm. um, and reading it the narrative and the way he portrays the world was almost for him specifically was a very narcissistic view of the world it was this happened to me and I deserve more how could that happen to me like for example a girl shut him down and said oh I have a boyfriend how can her boyfriend be more important than than me in the situation this is me we're talking about like that was the kind of um narrative he had going on throughout his story and then in the vlog it was the same thing it was because of all my experiences with women and you know his lack of success he then said my redemption is to go and kill other women to kind wow. of make up for that which is sick which is which is not right. And obviously he clearly had some issues there, but he felt as if that was warranted mm. in that situation. And first, I'll ask you girls a question. 
um, A, have you heard of these, uh, you know, acronyms of incel? And what have you heard through the media um, about them? I mean, yes, is answers to your first question. I have heard of them. We've spoken a little bit about them mm. before as mm. well. I didn't know what the acronym stood for, but that makes sense. Um, I think that the media hasn't picked up on incels as much in general. I've seen it certainly pick up in the last couple of years. Jordan Peterson is a great example of somebody who was pioneering that and kind of holding the torch for incels in my view. I watched Don't Worry Darling. Mm. And that reminded me of incels as well. Um, And we can go into that later. But I have always been quite fearful of the way social media is going anyway. And for me, there's a really dark side to social media that we don't see, that we're not exposed to because our algorithms don't take us there because that's not what we're looking for. However, when you go onto like certain posts or like you always see like really random comments. And I think we were discussing this, like it must have been like over a year ago. Mm. Um, like that there, there's certain like code words and stuff that mm-hmm. people comment. And I see that. And sometimes like, oh, that's a bit random, like a random word that people say. But I know that there's a community of incels or those that think alike and might not want to label themselves as such, but that community. And it is this dark side of social media that's completely unfiltered. One thing right now as a modern example, a modern and relevant example that's scaring me is Twitter. And obviously it's, it's, Elon Musk has just acquired it. Yeah. yeah. And I feel as though, yes, it's fine in terms of freedom of speech and, and uh, you know, his justifications, whether or not, whether you agree with it or not, I don't agree with it. Whether you, whether you agree with it or not, that's just the way that that business model is now moving towards, mm-hmm. right? That for me is going to be a place for people to outlet how they really feel. Um, and it's really scary because you've got a place that's free, uh, a forum that's free for people to view online, for people to be influenced online, those who are impressionable. Um, incels alike who spend the majority of their time online, uh, online and will see these viewpoints and may act on it Um and that may translate into their real life, whether that be professional or family lives or whatever that looks like. So um, that's kind of like my general viewpoint right mm-hmm. now on incels is that I don't know enough about it, but it's enough A, to intrigue me, but B, to also be a little bit worried about it. And and there's not much that we can do to police the internet. Yeah. Either. That's another thing. We we can't police the internet in the way that we want to. It's just it's just not possible. Mm. Um and there's a fine line between freedom of speech and hate speech mm. as well. How you draw that line is all down to interpretation and it's all down to the country that you live in and it's all down to the laws and the governments and the religions that might be dictated to where you live as well. I mean there's certain countries that ban um Social media, certain social media. If you go to Cuba, 
you can't use certain social media platforms because it's banned there. So your experience is going to be vastly different depending on where you are in the world. Mm. But having said that, that dark side of, of the internet is there. I mean, we know that there's a black market. I mean, this is completely different, but we know there's a black market on social media for like organs mm. and stuff. Yeah. And I know, obviously, we've done the Hollywood episode of the Wayfair. Some I think I'm crazy, but that was still a bit weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will you admit selling a selling a cupboard for twelve thousand? No, no, no. I actually can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> this is not, we're not. I'm joking. I'm joking. We're not no, going. No, there. No, no, this no, is no, one of my no, favorite no. dynamics: is watching you guys debate like conspiracies. <laughs> No, no, no! I don't believe in that conspiracy. I'm, I'm not a crazy raving conspiracy. I'm really not that. But whoever was in charge of of the of the of the um website messed up. Yeah, that's what I think it is. I think it was just someone that just messed up. But this is what happens. Yeah, when you had one job. This is what happens when you don't. Anyway, um, yeah, there is obviously a dark side to the internet, and I think that incels use that um and use part of that as a platform for certain yeah. things that they um certain ideologies that they have and we've certainly seen you know a, a rise a huge rise in violence against women mm. um and we had the case in the UK a couple of years ago as well so yeah it's it's yeah yeah i think for me the scariest part of it when it comes to incels is when uh, like a young boy is ostracized or mm. or rejected, let's say, or you know, and is like seeking advice or mm. is like seeking some sort of validation for their feelings and can get warped this warped idea mm. from these forums and yeah. from these uh, like it's predominantly on Reddit, I would say. It, it a lot of it. Be, it used to be used on to be. chat rooms and things yeah, like yeah. that because there is a certain level of anonymity that they need. Yeah. Um, but I think that is, that's where it's like quite, it's quite, it's concerning. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And seeing like even people in my life, like, you know, I have very impressionable young boys who are cousins who who can get warped into that and who can listen to that and be like oh yeah this is looking out for me Andrew mm. Tate yeah <laughs> we're not giving him clout yeah <laughs> one of the other, no. um and I and I think that groundwork of like creating an incel yeah is like it's a like I find it really uncomfortable to even think about. Yeah. So with the chat rooms and with the kind of dialogue they have. So I had a colleague and she was so intrigued to find out what that world looks like. So she there there are two sites, I believe. I think there's an incel site, one called 4chan. Mm-hmm. And you have to pay to be a member. And so she paid to see that kind of world in the chat room oh, wow. and stuff like that. And they're really mean to themselves. Like, that's the thing they feed off. Like, they just speak really self-derogatory of themselves. Like, you deserve to, I deserve to die. And like, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, they're really, really bad. Like, honestly, the stuff. And then I watched a a documentary on YouTube. I think it was Vice. They did it. Mm -hmm. And it was this lady, like, sitting beside 
um, one of these people, the incels who, you know, on the chat forum. And he literally just said, we're so desensitized. Like no word means anything to us. Mm -hmm. Like everything is up for grabs. And then there was at one point, um, someone was like, yeah, you you know, you should kill yourself. Because a guy was saying, oh, I, I don't deserve to live. And then they're very commonly, they say to each other and take out the normies with you. Like take take out the normal people with you or take mm. out, like go kill yourself. Great. That's what that's what the aim is. But make sure to take someone with you while you're, like, you're doing that to yourself. Um, and then it turns out, I mean, they said it, he was saying, oh, we're just joking. Everything's a joke. And like, there's no filter and it's a safe space. But then four of his online friends have killed themselves. So it's like, okay, you think it's a safe space to become desensitized and everything's up for grabs. And he was saying everything's too politically correct. But in the same breath, there are people who are literally doing as they're saying, like, should I kill myself? And then they're like, yeah, okay. And then they do it. So within that, I feel like if we go down the route of freedom of speech is limited, as an example, and we can't talk about this stuff, it kind of, don't you think it births more people to go into these circles where they feel safe and they can't have these uncomfortable conversations where people can genuinely say, hey, hold on, that's wrong because they don't want to be called out on it because we live in a society potentially, and this could just be my thought process, where no one wants to be told, you know, you're this or you're that. But I don't think, as much as I want to agree with that, Mm. when it is exposed, and let's say people cancel that person, and you, when you cancel a person, you think that they're not going to do that. I think actually it fosters more hate and they'll probably go and find those rooms anyway. Yeah, but as in, so, so my perspective is there's a problem with this said person and they're feeling this void and they're trying to go and either seek validation or get help. And then they go into this world, which just makes it even worse and solidifies those kind of dark thoughts and dark feelings with other people with similar dark thoughts and dark feelings. And that kind of breeds into something and this monster of like violence and, you know, aiming at women, etc. Is it not better rather than being cancelled, rather than being, you know, told, you know, you're not part of the society. Society kind of brings them in and then teaches them how not to, you know, think that way or feel better about themselves. Which to be fair, and this might be controversial, maybe for me as well. I think the reason Jordan Peterson is doing so well is because he is filling that void for these men who yeah. need help. It's va- it's validating their feelings and putting this feeling of like validating this feeling of victimhood. But then who becomes the scapegoat for that? Women. Yeah, of course. You know, and it gets put again, it gets put on women that they're the cause of all these issues. And that's where the problem lies that it's not necessarily women but society and it's um pressure on what a man has to be mm. and what it's meant for a man and if like that is not fulfilled in the way that they expect because of what society has portrayed and if a man is not and if a man is rejected or, or I mean we're saying this is like an insult for those reasons that's when they react because society has put this idea and this this sense of huge entitlement and that is pressure. Yeah. And when it's not reached, 
it's like, let's take you under our wing mm. and like validate you. I mean, it's just like this power imbalance is terrifying. Mm. And the I, fact that as women, we're having more agency, we're having a platform more than we've ever had before. I think it can be intimidating for a lot of these men and it invalidates them. And then that's when they go and they seek that. Mm. I just think it's just, I I am really struggling to find any justifications for, I, I just, I just, find it really difficult to understand why we're looking for reasons as to why they yeah, behave in this I get way. That as well. It's yeah. really it's infuriating because if it was women, we wouldn't be looking for justifications as to why we're mm. acting in this way. It's unacceptable. Mm. These these like it's 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 so inco- incoherent in in my mind. I just don't understand why we're at a place whereby we've got someone like Jordan Peterson and we've got movies like Don't Worry Darling, which I, I really enjoyed watching, by the way. Mm. Um, why are we making it out as if this is okay and we need to protect them? And this absolutely, they need help. Absolutely. But it's always yeah. at the expense of a woman. Always. It's not at the expense of another man. And I'm sick and tired of having to just, you know, sit there and 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 think of reasons as, as to why this is happening and what's happened in your life and da, da, da. I'm sorry it's bullshit mm. I'm not gonna sit there and, and think about what's what's happened in this person's life for them to say actually you know what I'm gonna take no, it out no on no no it's never justifiable yeah, never. ever no I know it's not justifiable but I feel like the way that that the document there are certain documentaries out at the moment and people are talking about incels as if they are trying to justify it as if they're trying to find plausible reason as to the root, what the root cause is around their behaviours. And I just think it's unacceptable. But that is what, like, you do have to psychoanalyse the situation as well. I understand you have to psychoanalyse the situation, it, but it's at the expense of a woman's life, literally a woman's life. Yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't come out of nowhere. Mm. So no. it's like trying to understand where has where this behaviour has stemmed from and where why it's happened yes, why it's come about I get that I get that but I just think that we are not heavy-handed enough with our reprimands right for certain initial behaviors that we see when it comes to this for example right if there um is somebody online who is inciting terror mm-hmm. yeah I would expect that there is a heavy-handed approach and there is a heavy-handed approach when it comes to people people inciting terror online yeah and the beginning of hate speeches and terrorist speeches especially when it comes to muslims Mm -hmm. yeah they are quickly their phones are tapped they're on watch lists they'll quickly go into jail if if something happens to avoid anything that might happen in the future yeah and it should be the same for this as well absolutely 100 because they're a terrorist group absolutely but it isn't and that's what's really frustrating. And the reason as to why it isn't is because a, a woman is 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 what's being harmed here. Mm. That's why, mm. or that's 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 what I think anyway. And that's what really annoys me about it. Yeah. Is if it was another man, it would have been taken so much more seriously. Or if it was a a, a different homogenous group, it would have been taken so much more seriously. Because it's a woman, and they're they're incels and they're involuntary celibate because a woman has rejected them, so they're not having sex with a woman 
it's an issue. Mm. And, and not only is it an issue that they are able to freely talk about online and some of them go into the real life and take it from this online portal into the real world and incite terror the way that they have been speaking about it and not as a joke, pisses me off. Mm. And it's just not acceptable. Absolutely but that, not. That might, be, that might be me being ignorant and not knowing enough about it. And I've, I've said that from the beginning that no, I, I, I have, know a little bit. I have bit, zero but, sympathy. Like, let's no. just be clear. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm saying like, this behavior doesn't come out of nowhere. And it's like similar if we were speaking about a terrorist group. Yeah. Or we were speaking about another group that, you know, terrorizes society. Um, it doesn't come out of nowhere. And I think all these issues are from like deep-rooted, you know, mental health problems mm. and that need to be analyzed. Absolutely. And we and need to understand the source that. of. I yeah. do accept and that too. They need to learn to be, you know, accepted in society. But how to to be able to do that? You have to understand the root of that. I accept that, but there also is a. I accept that the, the mental health to this, and I'm huge, huge supporter of this, and particularly when we're talking about the psychoanalysis of of some of the early traits that we see amongst mental health, particularly in young men. I can only imagine that would have been exacerbated during COVID as well, particularly with the increasing presence of um, games like Fortnite and stuff like that. I can imagine that in those sort of chat rooms as well, that this type of conversation might be present in too. And and I I don't doubt that, but I'm not in the gaming world, so I, I don't know enough about it for me to say that. But I can imagine it is. Um, but you're not inside. You're you're not you're not only harming yourself. You're harming someone else. Mm. That's where the line is crossed. Mm. Is I can absolutely understand that that we need to understand the um, mental health around these young men and how we can help them. Hundred percent. No 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 no. That's not my point. What's your Sorry, My I'm point is not because this isn't a normal men's mental health issue. Yeah. Men go through a myriad of mental health issues and they're, you know, very susceptible for taking their own lives instead of women. Like it's the number one killer yeah, for yeah, men, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I think three and out of four of suicides are men. Yeah, yeah, it's a really huge problem. And that is like on society and that's yeah. fine. But in terms of this, this is. This is like a, um, how do I explain? Like the extreme side of things, like an extremist group. Yeah, it's an extreme, it's a terrorist group. Yeah. We're not, you, we can't put incels on the same level as a, just a, me, a men's mental health issue. It's way, way deeper than that. Mm-hmm. It's a, I'm going to use this word strongly, they're psychopaths, mm-hmm. essentially. That's not the same case. Yeah, Elliot Rogers was, was so showing then, narcissistic traits. So then, so then, why do we need to analyze them? Why do we need to psycho? Because we need to because we do because. Uh, but instead of but but you're saying stopping the problem. Okay, do you so think why, it should just be straight criminalized? Yeah, and absolutely. straight jail. I can I understand that, but even my relationship with criminalizing and like the justice system and all of that, mm. I don't think it's so black and white. Mm. It's not. Absolutely. Absolutely. And absolutely. I agree I, with that. I too. agree with Saba because they're not gonna I mean, the justice system does what? It tells oh, you you're a bad do? person. It doesn't teach you how to be a better person. It just says now you've gone to prison, now you can leave. Like there's no But but then it's it's you, you're you're saying it doesn't teach you how to be a better person, but then how can we trust that there's work being done 
to help these people to not be treated to to become a better person and to not carry out any of any attacks that we have seen but whereas w- when other terrorist groups mm-hmm. are criminalized very quickly yeah. and very early on and i understand that but also with a lot of terrorist groups what happens is someone who has become reformed and has like you know understood the like where where things went wrong and understood all of that and then they go back and they try and teach but they're criminalized first and then they're reformed but these people aren't criminalized yeah. at all and but it's so complicated i i, I agree in that they obviously need there needs to be some sort of there definitely needs to be a consequence they need to it, it's a huge issue and it's terrifying but it, at the end of the day with every with crim, with criminals let's just say like it's about how they can be integrated in society once again mm-hmm. after going through, let's say, jail or whatever. It's how to bring them back into society, make them fit into society once again, mm-hmm. right? And that's where we fail. But then I don't think that all... So in, I'm not even just going to say incels. I'm just going to say people who are part of that world, whether they identify as an incel or not, yeah? Because I think that there are elements of that world that many men can relate to, yeah? Mm -hmm. And I know, obviously, I jokingly said Andrew Tate earlier, but genuinely, there are a lot of men that I know that that agree with maybe one comment that he's made. Maybe not the whole thing, but they certainly agree with one comment and they're, yeah, great, woo, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming... That in that community, there will be one comment or at least one or two things that many men can relate to. Right. So what is at what point do you stop somebody from becoming completely integrated? Andrew Tate is a great example as as a parallel to this. At what point do you stop someone becoming completely immersed in Andrew Tate? And becoming an Andrew Tate, where you say, actually, no, we need to stop you. So then they're not a psychopath because they 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 wouldn't have it like they would have had to go through a journey to get to that point. Maybe some of these people who have joined these incel groups and have become incels over time, maybe they weren't psychopaths to begin with. Maybe it was a mental health issue, and maybe it was past trauma in their life that they actually just needed to speak to somebody about. And that's a whole other problem. Men's mental health and and access to mental health um, facilities and being able to speak to someone openly and understand what's gone on in their childhood to help them now. Absolutely. I mean, that's a whole other topic in itself and it's very poor and it's not anywhere near where it needs to be. But how do we stop that happening then? Because what you're saying is, is that this is a group, subset group of people who are just like that, who are just born that way and have found themselves. But it's it's a growing community. Yeah, I don't think they're born with that. But to go from one stage of feeling like you've been rejected, let's say, Going on, let's say you're a 14 year old boy, you go, you're rejected by someone, you feel ostracized, you don't feel like your full self, you don't feel accepted in society. You go in this chat room, your feelings are validated, it grows, it grows. Exactly. So you find that one comment that brings you in, and then you just continue and continue and continue, where then you start to become desensitized to words, where this person on Vice said, Yeah, no, I'm desensitized and it's joking to Elliot. 
Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, so it's at, at it's at it's at what maybe I wasn't articulating myself well, but it's it's at what point do you say no? Whereas you've got other terrorist groups where just the one comment, mm. one comment that could make you become a terrorist, you're criminalized straight away. Mm. Is so, what I'm saying. So I think there's a conversation here that links almost everything we've said, which is bear with me because I'm thinking of this as I say it. Because incel itself, the definition, the woman in that situation is something to be acquired. So there's a kind yeah, of completely there's, there's a desensitized absolutely. version of women in all aspects of this. As mm-hmm. in, we aren't, you know, our own thing. We are something to be taken, to be added to a tally list, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Which in these platforms where there's incel, Andrew Tate, Jordan Peterson, the women potentially, and again, I've done. I research. don't think Andrew Tate thinks of himself as an incel, by no, the way. No, no, but as in parallel for a group. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. But as in the kind of thread between them is maybe not Jordan Peterson as much, but definitely I see with Andrew Tate where women are something to be third commodity. Yeah, which is something to like add to your accolades and be yeah. like, this is how many women I've slept with? How many girls do you get? Da, da, da. Yeah. Rather than being like okay, how many, you know, how many women are friends with you? Or like, what do you think about, you know, this kind of issue that women, that's affecting women, et cetera, like that. And because humans are social creatures and we want to find communities that are like us, what I think happens potentially is this kind of seed of like, oh, I don't really like, A, understand women. I feel like I'm being marginalized against them. And maybe potentially now I'm seeing women all, all over, you know, for example, on platforms that aren't seen before. And now they're trying to find a community and these communities are quite toxic. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of breeds itself into becoming worse versions of these seeds of thoughts that they had, where it's like potentially, you know, oh, this, I have this ex and she really pisses me off to becoming, I hate all women. I yeah. think that middle ground there, there's a lot of stuff happening in yeah. between. Like you're saying, can definitely be stopped at some point, but at what point yeah. is, is anyone, you know, calling that in? And in the same breath, like you're saying, society doesn't put this as a high regard because society itself, women aren't seen as much potentially as, you know, their own thing. Like we're always being ostracized on our looks and and everything. So in that sense, I do agree with you. Well, I mean, just to add to that, you're saying at what point is it, you know, this is like the point where it's like, okay, no, this is, this is this is now criminalized you have the far right who want who say that we don't have enough freedom of speech mm-hmm. and again platforms like twitter are now going to be in a position whereby you absolutely can say what you want and that's completely unfiltered there's the other there's the other one as well that um i think kanye and trump are on what's it called i've forgotten what it's called Title? but it's it's the no 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 it's a it's a I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically the one um, that was responsible for the riots um, that took place in the White House a um, year ago. Whatever. Which one was it? Oh, right. Thank you. Um, so, yeah. So, so they use that to um, basically find a group. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And, and that was their... Okay. So here- and there's, there's a lot of like, like, hate speech and terrorism that okay goes on there. so here's my question 
because now there's two different things here. There's mm-hmm. freedom of speech, being able to say whatever you can, and, and then people can see this mm. and say, don't say that, yeah. or fix that. Or there's, you can't say anything, and then you find circles where you're safe to say stuff, yeah. and they breed that more and make it worse. Because that's what it's seeming like. There's yeah. only two kind of possibilities. Yeah. And to be fair, I'd rather, for example, see sexism and see racism in front of my face so I can call it out. Rather than going to their safe corners and be racist together no, and be I sexist disagree. together. Because that's just going to... Because hold on. Because then they're not hearing from like anyone else that their behavior is wrong. They're just hearing no, that it's fine because I, they're also in the same boat. No, no, I disagree. Because what that to me is is allowing you to, to say whatever it is that you want to say. But they are allowed in both situations. One situation well, they're allowed and being like pushed to it. And well, one no, situation they're being called out. I see, I see your point. On Twitter previously, you weren't. If you said stuff like that, you will be blocked. You will be banned. Or you can't use certain words. You can't... You can't. No, I get that. I, I understand that now you can use words and Twitter won't call you out. But I'm saying other people can stop you. And, and As you in can it have, opens room for debate. Yes. And there can be these conversations, these uncomfortable conversations. Like, don't... Why are you thinking like that? Who told you to say that? And then there's conversations being had. And fair enough, Twitter's a weird platform because itself, you only have a certain amount of characters. So you're trying to be the funniest and the rudest at any point. But to me, it seems better that it's all out in the open than it's in a corner where everyone can talk about a plan that no one's heard of and go, and go on a killing spree because no one was able to stop it because they're all involved and they all want this to happen. Like that's, that's my kind of argument. And also adding on to this, anger is technically a secondary emotion. It's, it's birthed and, and fueled. And I feel like these platforms where they're hidden, it's, it's so, you know, heightened. Mm. And then the only thing they can think of is, Go grab that gun if you're in America and go on a killing spree. It comes down to learning how to regulate your emotions at a young age and knowing how to act in these situations. Yeah. Learning how to deal with feelings of rejection, of invalidation, and knowing that it's not an attack on that person. Just learning how to control yourself and regulate your own emotions is, I think, the biggest thing. And it's not something that's taught. And when it's something that is expected, and because that's how society has always treated that thing, it that's where it, I believe it stems from. Mm. I wonder if, prior, so you said that incels was kind of birthed in the 90s and kind of grew up with the Yeah, internet. late 90s, yeah. yeah. I wonder if, you know, I mean, I don't know the history of, I'm going to use America as an example. I don't know the history of all kind of killing sprees that went on in America pre-1990 or pre-internet rather. I wonder if before the term incel was coined Mm -hmm. and before the internet had its prevalence, I wonder if those shootings were seen as isolated freak accidents and now it's because of the community that's they been can fostered. On them. Right. Mm. I wonder, I, I don't know what, I'll have to well, go go back and have a look and, and see, but I um I wonder if there is a, a link. Well, I think the internet that. just heightens and exposes these things. I don't think it's like something that it probably... Heightens ex- and exposes or... or just exposes not even just exposes because i think i think it creates communities yeah that's what i'm saying okay like it creates a community it heightens it it creates a 
it makes it bigger. I think it validates it. And it validates it. Um, And that's, that's where it's scary. But at the same time, I don't, as what you were saying, should we be exposed to it? So we know what is going on and we can fight it from those early stages. Yeah. And we can have preventative measures in place when we start noticing that behavior because in the 90s or whatever or even before that when I'm sure this community has always existed um but in terms of it now because we're exposed to it we can see the signs I don't want to see more hate speech I get that of course I get that I I get that but but like you will it's inevitable. Yeah. We live in a society where now everything is exposed. Every outlandish idea you have will be there. And I think I think exposing people's ideas and introducing them to different methods of thought and teaching them as to why things are right and wrong because they may have grown up in a certain environment is one thing. But I think hate speech is another. I think I just I just can't. I I'm, I just have to disagree with the both of you. We I just see it as hate I don't speech. I don't want to see hate speech. I don't want to see do it. I, but you, no, I know we, you don't want to see it. But you you would prefer to no, no, see no. it so you can call it out. It's not even that. I don't think it's like I don't want to see hate speech. It needs to be sorted out. I think it's inevitable that we will always see it from think, this I moment think, onwards. Think, That's it. I think. I think whatever it will always be exposed. I don't think there is a chance anymore to backtrack. Whatever you put out there mm. on the internet it's is like there. A digital footprint. Yeah, no. But yeah, but that's separate. I think, yeah, absolutely. I agree with that, that whatever you put on the internet is always going to be out there. Absolutely. I understand that. I just don't think that hate speech should be just... Uh, Allowed? Uh, not... At all. Yeah, of course. But I don't agree with that it's either. Hate, it's hate speech to us. For them, it's just an opinion. Yeah. And this is the thing. It's, okay, let's say, for example, there's no hate speech, like we're saying. So you go on Twitter, you go on Instagram, you go on YouTube and TikTok, and all the hate speech is taken out. Then these forums are created. They have been because no one, everyone has to be PC. And obviously, you still have to be. And it's it should be that way where, you know, you don't say racist things or sexist things or have an opinion that is obviously going to, to harm someone. But then through this, somehow, potentially, I'm not sure, this society and community has been birthed where people pay for subscriptions and can be safe to say whatever they want. And then they make it, and then it becomes worse. And I completely get what you're saying. I'm like, I don't want to see it myself. It's going to cause a mental health issue for everyone who sees that stuff. It's not going to be fun. But as in, if this is the outcome and there's a chance where we can kind of just pull some of them out of there and try and reduce the numbers because their numbers are growing because, you know, you become a hermit. You stay, you're a man, you stay at home, you become a hermit and then you find the society online where everyone's online all the time and everyone has the same humor as you and everyone has the same opinion as you. You're going to stay there. You're not going to want to leave. You're going to be, this is my safe space. Mm -hmm. Whereas if potentially they don't exist because they've been taken out and whatnot and that, you know, doesn't, okay, let's say it's, okay, let me actually rephrase that. This society still exists as it is, but now you've introduced free speech in the real world. These same people have a chance of seeing people being called out that their opinion isn't right, that their opinion is wrong, and that everyone thinks, okay, well, this is what you should do. 
because now I'm aware of it. I didn't know what an incel was until very recently. Exactly. And I had no idea. And this has been going on for ages. And I'm on the internet all the time. So if I'm not seeing it, mm-hmm. then there's being And I'd rather well. know. I'd, I'd rather, rather know. Yeah. That's my that's why because I, we're I at see risk. your point. Yeah. I would actually rather know. I don't want to be in the dark with that. I don't want to be speaking, uh, you know, like I, I it's scary, but it's something we need to be exposed. Yeah. I need to know but that then, I might die. Okay. Because of fine. these people. Okay, fine. I just think that. People don't care because the victim is a woman. But even if we do know, it's not criminalized because the victim is a woman. So it being online, for example, somebody being racist, but they can lose or their jobs being, and they can they can be somebody, called out. Yeah, but can they? Yes, yeah, you can find like this? you can find their IP, Absolutely. and then that's what I'm saying. There be there's consequences to these actions. It's not they're sitting yeah. in a room and then no one cares. But but, but for having views about women. No, people because, can lose their jobs. No, no, but but that is such a like broad. Okay, so I I will make it a a better example. The Elliot example, mm-hmm. yeah, about his initial. Why did she reject me? Or did if he wrote that on Twitter, he might not lose his job for it. Yes, but, he would when he wrote that stuff. You mean what he no, wrote? Not, or not just like a tweet, page, but just like a tweet, like oh. This woman rejected me. How dare she reject me? Or or whatever, whatever he said in the the mm. the first thing that that you quoted from mm-hmm. the document. He wouldn't be. No one would know what what his next course of action was or his next steps were. Obviously, uh, by the end, he he admitted what he was going to do. Yes, of course, it's different. I get that, but, but do you know what I mean? Someone at, like at that, point? someone like that, so infiltrated into that community, will put other things out. It wouldn't just be. I, I don't think they would just put one thing like that yeah. out there, and then that's it. It would be like their consistent narrative. It would be a consistent then, narrative, especially then, someone who's victimized themselves. But then so there's much. a reason. But then there's a reason as to why they haven't put it out there anyway. Does that make sense? Like they, they haven't put it out there. But he didn't we, do we, that. Freak, he didn't these. do that attack after just one tweet. Yeah, it, it it continued. It spiraled. It, it was like the first stage, and then the second stage, and then he found more people who thought. Yeah, that's of it. what I mean. But he wouldn't. He wouldn't lose his job. But if someone saw that and then tried to action something there and then, where they took him in and spoke to him and tried to, you know, find out what his thinking is and try and get help for him, that could have stopped that. Does that make sense? Rather than festering it, rather than making it bigger than it is. And so you think that we should help instead of criminalize? No, I think, listen, I think anyone who resorts to violence obviously should be criminalized. That should go like without saying. My point is, because there are these areas, like you're saying, it's right. When when women are the, the scapegoat and the, the are to blame, it's like, you know, like the whole red pill, you know, what, like red pill and alpha mm-hmm. male, all that kind of stuff where they all like, Women are the real the problem, blah, 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 all that stuff. And it's like, all right, mate, calm down. But it's like, it's like, okay, there's that. Fine. And they're growing in numbers. Great. But they have these opinions and they find their own ways of like, I guess, dealing with it. And I'm, you know, I don't agree with it, but they're not, they're not telling each other to kill women. That's my issue. My issue here is the last bit where they're going into these corners and saying the same kind of similar narratives of like women being commodities, et cetera, et cetera. And they're saying, yeah, you feel like that and you're alone and they've made you feel lonely and now you don't have friends. Go kill yourself, go kill them. Like that's the bit where I'm like, stop this area. I think the fact, you- the fact that it's so exposed is 
the good thing about it is that now we can see signs and you can take that in mm-hmm. and yeah. you can start stopping yeah. that. Like anyone who says to me, I like Andrew Tate or I like Jordan Peele, I go, talk to me. Talk to me right now. I want to hear what everything. What do you like? Yeah. What is there and I that break you it down. like also, about it? Also, logistically, how can that even be policed? Because like I said, with the Andrew Tate or the Jordan Peterson, yeah. many men will find one thing that they like. I know many men that right? like 90% of what they right. say. So how can you police that many people? By can't. having uncomfortable conversations. Well, listen, we're not going to have the solutions. I'm sorry. Like we are not, you know. No, we, absolutely not. There's no way we're going to have yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but by having uncomfortable conversations precisely. is how you have this, this stuff. Understanding their thought process of why they got to that point where they are idolizing a man like Andrew Tate Because Andrew Tate Doesn't care about other men And he's not saying anything Like groundbreaking He's just gone back in time And he's saying all that stuff again I mean some of the stuff Of course is very Like he's got a lot of issues But like the stuff That men are agreeing with Where like women fill The gender role Men fill this gender role Stuff like that That's nothing new Yeah Do you know no, but Do you know what I mean That's nothing new That's That's been an idea For a very very long time I <laughs> just I just, uh, what I think is wild, and I wanted to know. I'm, I, so I'm nervous. Sorry, I'm nervously laughing because I, I know. I just I, you're scoffing. It's ridiculous. <laughs> just, it is ridiculous. I agree. I just I I I can't believe we're in. I can't believe we're just having this conversation. I just can't believe it. But it, I'll be honest. But this conversation, and I get that, is really uncomfortable, and it's like. Especially being women and having this conversation, but this conversation is had all the time. Oh, absolutely! And it's, I know that that not, not I can't believe that we're having this conversation. As in, like I just I, I I can't believe that we're at this point in in history. Is what I'm. Yeah, is what I'm yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's not like I can't believe we're having this conversation because I, I I don't want to have this conversation. It's I just can't believe we're in 2022 and we're having this. Yeah, is yeah, what yeah, I mean. I yeah. can't believe it. That's why that I'm, it's become so mainstream. And I it's been, can't. Become okay to yeah, have yeah. this chat. I I I am so uncomfortable with this. Mm. Yeah, so uncomfortable. Same. And and yes, from you, from your point of views, you would like to see, you know, this, and and you'd like I to wouldn't know. Like it. I just no, think... not you wouldn't like it. But is it like you'd like to know? Like you'd like to know if you're in danger. I don't know if I would like to know. Okay, so for example, here's a perfect segue. And don't worry, darling. For half of the movie, she didn't know what was going on. Sorry, this is a spoiler, by the way. In any in, in the case, anyone who wants to, to watch, don't, don't worry, worry, darling, darling just don't skip listen passes. from this point. Yeah, for half the movie, she didn't know what was going on. Right? She didn't know that she is in this simulation that's being projected, and she's told, Shh, "Don't worry, darling, everything's fine." But then she figures it out, and then she figures out a way because she knew something was wrong the whole time. That she had this gut feeling that something wasn't right, and then near the end, she knew. And obviously, it was a simulation. That her boyfriend, I can't remember if it was a husband mm. or whatnot, had put her in because they, he wanted to be, you know, the, man the alpha male. Life, the alpha male, da, da, da. and then this is what he did. He took her from her, her being a doctor and then put her in a simulation and made her into a housewife, right? Mm. In that situation, she didn't know what was going on in the first half, but she could have felt safe not knowing that something's wrong. That's mm-hmm. okay, but I've, I'm not going to do anything. But the second half, she knew she could do something about it. That's my kind of prerogative. It's, it's, there is an underlying thing going on and we're very aware of it. We were aware of it, like, you know, for the last decade or so, or even beforehand, because like, Ted Bundy existed. There's a huge violence against women. But I'd like to know where it's coming from. Like, is it from, you know, they always used to blame, like, video games or, you know, very 
gory TV shows. I want to know where these men are coming from and how this is happening. It's happening in the similar way that ter- terrorists are, exactly. are made. Exactly, it is. Okay? It is definitely a form it, of terrorism. It, it, it's, it's in a similar way. It's being... It's feeling like an outsider. Yeah. And then being taken in and having your feelings validated. Yes. At the end of the day, human beings are social creatures and we always want to feel like we fit in and we always want to feel like we're part of a community and that we're validated. We, that's what you want. And as soon as you're made to feel good and as soon as you have that, you're going to hold on to that. Mm. And every single documentary or video or whatever you see, or for someone who has done a horrible act, a terrorist act, whatever, and then has become reformed, or it always comes down to them trying to fit in, them feeling like they were an outsider, and then learning that they, that group or whatever did not have their best interest at heart. Because they never do. Yeah. But that's how they breed, even in cults. Yeah. That's like how it all it's comes about. Yeah. yeah. Even like it's all about Tate. It's all about power. It's all about numbers. Yeah. And it, it's not for their best interest. Yeah. But they, it's horrible. It's disgusting. And they purposely, like, they know the type of person to attract. Mm. Yeah. I agree. Listen, it's a very big topic. We're going to need a part two because, and we need a male perspective. perspective. And we need a male's perspective. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because, like you're saying, I actually think I think Andrew Tate's one of the biggest hustlers in the bit. Like he is. This is a business model for mm-hmm. him. He just found. He just found gold. He mm-hmm. found insecure men, men that are rejected by society, and is like, I'm going to teach you the ways. Buy my business. Buy my school of how to be a man. Yeah, it's a whole scam. Exactly. It's a pyramid scheme. Yeah. <laughs> it's just at the expense of women and. Monetary gain is, just, which is always the case. It's always it's the case. Just beyond, like, I know. Just, and there's and there's a conversation also that we need to have. Maybe when we have guys on the show, to see like, is there a way where women aren't the? We don't have to be the kind of aim of mm-hmm. all the kind of not criticisms, but like everything's to put to blame to them. Honestly, I don't know. I'm. We're not the people that are going to create the solutions, but we can keep having these conversations and hope for the best. Anyway, thank you for joining us. Intense episode, I know. Guys. <laughs> I thought we were gonna fight at one point. Um, but yeah, thank Thanks. you for joining us, and we'll hope to see you next episode. Bye. Bye.